Welcome to Revitalize and Restart, a podcast dedicated to the discussion of church revitalization, restart, and renewal. We invite you to listen as a host and some of the best practitioners in the field of church revitalization and restart discuss issues facing the church in America. And now, here is your host, Dr. Steve Sells, author, conference speaker, and president of Operation Transformation. Well, welcome to another installment of Revitalize and Restart, a podcast brought to you by Operation Transformation, a church revitalization group based in Salisbury, North Carolina. I'm Dr. Steve Sells, your host, and it's a pleasure to have with us today uh, Brother Bill Hegedus, and I think I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. You did a fantastic job, yes. Good enough. Well, Bill has been serving uh, and leading in children's ministries for the past 20 years. He has uh, a heart for family ministry, creating environments that engage and disciple all ages. Bill most recently served as a family pastor at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, or Bethlehem Church, uh, one of the fastest growing churches in America. Both he and his wife, Jessica, are passionate about equipping future leaders and empowering the next generation of the church. Welcome to the podcast, Bill. It's an honor to have you with us today. Thank you very much, Steve. It is absolutely my pleasure to be here. Well, today we're going to be discussing how family ministry can contribute to church revitalization and the healthy church. Oh, and uh, uh, that's a that's a mouthful. And it's yeah. a whole lot to take in because, you know, it's an area actually that most church revitalizers, I haven't even seen many that deal in this particular area of, of revitalization. But after I got to praying and thinking about what you sent me, I thought, well, this this is on target because mm-hmm. if you don't uh, if you don't do something to revitalize and renew the family and keep the family strong, you can't revitalize the congregation at all mm-hmm. in a church. So uh, let's just jump right in here and, and discuss this thing. And uh, you share with us uh, your heart and your passion about it. Okay, absolutely. Today, uh, just begin by telling us just a little bit about yourself. Who are okay. you, where you came from, what you're doing? Sure, sure. Now, I, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a pastor for 40 years. He currently actually serves as an associate pastor up at uh, Potter's Hand Church in uh, just outside of Raleigh. Uh, but I've just grown up in church. My dad started out as a children's pastor, so I remember sitting underneath him and like just uh, you know how my dad would really make uh, the Bible come to life and just make uh, it so easy to understand what it means to, you know, uh, have a faith of your own and like understand, you know, like who Jesus was. So like I was exposed to that at an early age and it really left a huge impression on me. So um, I've actually had the opportunity to speak at the Children's Pastors Conference in Orlando a few times. And uh, one of the great privileges I ever had was doing it with my father. So oh, wow. um it was it was absolutely amazing to just see and through the years seeing the transformation that happens in churches and the building of churches when you're specifically targeting the family because even you know throughout the bible you know you know psalms deuteronomy it's like you know declare to the generations the you know the great works of our lord you know the great works of god and and 
it's just saying, you know, like, cause it's not just about the, the congregation that you have now. It's the congregation that you're going to continue to have and continue to grow. So yeah. you, you're knowing that you're making these dividends that are going to be making um, just a lasting, lasting impression. So I just always had a huge, huge heart for families. Amen. Amen. Well, expound on that a little bit. Give us a little bit more uh, idea of what makes you so passionate about family ministry in the local church. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I think right now the trends that we're seeing, especially in this new generation, and this is what's really fueled me and really sparked me, is the trend in, the, in this generation has been uh, – Parents who at one point were helicopter parents where they kind of hovered over now are kind of more of hands off. And so they're kind of almost uh, at times abdicating the spiritual leadership role to the church. And to me, that really stoked me even more to be like, okay, wait, 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 wait. God didn't call the church to be the spiritual leader of your home. He called you as the parents to be the spiritual leader of your home, you as a father to be the spiritual leader of the home. And what happens is, is this generation that we're seeing, especially with young kids and young families and, and through middle school and high school, is they have that fear of failing as a parent, and they don't want to fail on the spiritual side. And that's why they want to hand it over to somebody that they would say would be, quote, a professional. But... Um, all kids want is they, they want somebody that's authentic, that's sharing with them. And if we set up parents to have that win, uh, that is huge because I don't want any parent to feel that they're inadequate because here's the thing is we're all inadequate, yeah. you know, when it comes to that, you know, it's by the grace of God, but God placed these children. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to tee you up some easy wins and be a resource to you um, to help you succeed at being the lead, spiritual leader of the home. Yeah. And no matter whether you're a single parent, whether you're whether you're a mom trying to, to work with four kids, being that resource, because I think that's what the church can be, is be that resource that comes alongside that makes that family better because you're helping them understand, you know, how their their spiritual walk fits into every aspect of their life. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you, you hit on a tremendously important point here. I pastored for 33 years mm. and. um I I experienced a lot of this stuff that <clears throat> parents were expecting their children to get every bit of their spiritual training mm -hmm. from the church, from um, children's ministry to all the way up into the youth ministry and mm -hmm. from the pulpit and Sunday school and that kind of thing. And all that is very, very important, yep. very, very, very important. But I, I saw parents relinquishing their responsibility uh, to to train their children in a godly fashion. You yeah. know, you can't do but so much out of the pulpit. You can't do but so much behind a lectern or, or a table teaching kids. Uh, yeah. It has to come out of the home. Expound a little bit on that uh, for us, if you would, uh, how sure, important sure. that is. I, I've talked to so many parents over the years and, and counseled so many parents, and the issue that always pops up is, is like, I just don't feel adequate or I'm dealing with issues of my own. I don't even have time to, to even start even being concerned about my, my kids. So, you know, like I'm just going to mess them up further. And I would really reassure them from that point that, you know, no, 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 that's, that's not true. That's, mm -hmm. that's completely false. You're, you're buying into a lie from the enemy. 
yes. you know, because, you know, as Christ followers, we are more than conquerors. There's nothing that God doesn't lay before us that we can't accomplish, Amen. but we have to put our faith and trust in him. And he's going to give us the power to be able to do that. Amen. Now, when it comes to, to parenting, and again, we would have all kinds of issues and parents would, would sit in my office and be broken to tears. Like, I just don't know what to do with my son. I don't know what to do with my daughter, you know, and it, it led me to really come up with a lot of things um, that we were doing in children's ministry to help parents be proactive rather than reactive. Because the, the tendency was always to just wait until something happened and then I'm going to deal with it when it happens. But instead of, you know, being a, a, you know, a firefighter in the sense, you know, like I wanted you to, 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 to be fire prevention. So like, it doesn't even happen, you know, let's have these tough conversations that you're going to need to have with your kids nowadays, especially in the digital age. I want to be able to, to equip you with, with great talking points, anything like that, whatever the church can do to come alongside, because it is, it's that inadequacy that they feel or they feel that they're broken and they're just trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah. But I, I, I think that that's a huge lie to think that, that first off as a parent, because most parents would say, I've got to get my stuff together before I can even do this. Hmm. And I mean, as a pastor, how many times do you think that you've heard that? Oh. I, I really just need to get myself together. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. God, God helps you, helps you do that. But you know, that doesn't mean that you have to get to a certain starting point before you can start, yeah. you know, being that leader that God's put you because he will give you the strength and he'll give you the ability and he'll give you the opportunity to do it. Yeah. I think sometimes parents use that as a cop out. They just, oh, absolutely. they just don't want to take the responsibility. Well, I, I, I see where you're going with this, but let's go a little bit deeper. Sure. Uh, it, it, when when we talk about the family and and um, rearing children in a proper way and having a kind of family that we ought to have, talk to me a little bit. And the folks that are listening, tell us how in the world do you see that being helpful in the area of church revitalization and church renewal? Because uh, well, just share with us how where you get to that point. Sure, sure. I mean, the the, the number one catalyst for for growth in in a church. I mean, I, I started out as in a church plant, and uh, we we literally started with in a, in meeting in a basement. And I remember um, the first Sunday that we actually met off location. I had four kids, and we met in the hallway oh, wow. of a of a banquet facility. Wow, and um your biggest catalyst and your biggest opportunity for growth is through families is through, is through being able to connect into your community. And I I think through families, you're able to make even a bigger impact uh, than you would if you were say in target, a specific age group or a specific, you know, um, you know, um, demographic, you know, whether it was seniors or, or what, what not. But I think that through families, and then what you do is you, you use that to actually create a multi-generational ministry in your, in your church, okay. because everybody has something that they can pour into, you know, the, 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 the saints that have gone before definitely have worlds of knowledge that can be able to help those that are coming behind. And I think when you do that and you're rallying your church behind a common cause, yeah. that's what catalyzes you forward. 
And there's no riper ground, no riper fruit, I think, that you can go after than the family. And that's what I've seen time and time again when we focus things on church revitalization. And that comes with viewing your children's and your student ministry not as a program or an offer, but as a true ministry of the church. Mm. Because it's not a program, it's not a child care, it's not, it's not anything that you're it's uh, it's meant to be a supporting a supporting cast member for the overall church because it's still part of the church. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, that's that, that is tremendous. Uh, you know, I I go back and remember um when I was director of missions and mm. worked with pastors um but I had pastors that would come and say to me, "Well, our church is not geared toward senior adults. It's not geared toward uh, women, we gear our ministry only toward men, and their thinking is we get the man, you get the family, yeah. but that's not always necessarily true. And yeah. and uh, I love the the concept that you're talking about here because I think it's the biblical concept. Absolutely, when you reach the family, you've done what God has told us to do, and I, um, I, I just I just believe with all my heart that. Uh, the healthy family is going to bring about a healthy church. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, absolutely. Because, I mean, if you think about it, in Deuteronomy, when Moses is actually talking to the people of Israel, and he's saying, like, declare to the, to, to the next generation, teach these kids to love the Lord their God with all their heart, all their mind, all their soul. He's speaking to everybody. He's speaking to the Israelite community as a collective. Mm -hmm. aunts, uncles, grandmothers, you know, like it's not just the, uh, the, the parents responsibility. Like let's all rally behind, you know, that true biblical community, you know, that true Mm -hmm. community, you know, because think about it. What is a church? A church is that gathering point for the community to come together and really encourage each other. That's the beauty part of the church. And I think when you, you put that all together and you say like, all right, so we're going to make sure that Family is a an integral part of this. It's not the only part, but it's a very integral part, and that's that's something we're going to make sure that we are we're laser focused on. Okay, mm-hmm. and by doing that, you're going to really. Um, I the, it's kind of like I, I like to say it: the word of mouth gets out fast when you have made a difference in the life of a family. Oh wow! Because if you've made a difference in the life of a family, let's say you make a difference in the life of uh, of a mother. Okay, like. You know, she is going to, oh, you know, you know what our church this past weekend, it was so amazing. And it was, it was wonderful. We did a child dedication or, or, or whatever it was, or we had a shared family experience. Often what I would do, especially in church revitalization, and I saw this work time and time again, we would do a lot of events or a lot of things that were shared family experiences, Wow. Shared family experience is mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, you know, everybody can come together. And it could be something as simple as a barbecue and a movie night out on the lawn of the church. Yeah. And it was an easy invite for, for them to invite other families in their neighborhood. Because who are your kids playing with? Your kids are playing with other kids down the neighborhood. Other families. It's an easy invite. Hey, you want to come, you know. And it allows to be able to deconstruct the myth in the minds of families in your community of what your church is. Yeah, yeah. If your church is known as a community center for families to come to, 
that's helping them like succeed as a family. Oh yeah. You're, you, you're going to blow the doors off your church faster than you can think. So. Amen. Well, you know, I, the, the, I've, um, these churches that I saw that came to me and said, this is, we're going to look at this demographic or we're going to minister to this particular group of people. They never worked. Yeah. I, I mean, it never really grew the church. Mm. Uh, I, I don't see how you can grow a church going after a particular demographic, whether it's a, um, uh, a young couple or whether it's a, uh, the man of the house or whatever. But I love what you're saying because I'm absolutely convinced that the family is what's going to make a strong church. I, I, I've said that a little bit ago, but I'll say it again. Uh, and and I, don't, I don't believe you can get around that fact. And it's too scriptural to try to get around to begin with, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, what, what do we often refer to everybody as? It's our church family. Yeah. You know, yeah. I remember singing, you know, I'm sure you remember the old hymn, you know, I'm so glad I'm part of the family of God, you know, like, but what makes it glad? Like, you want to create that environment where that's just like a joyful song. Like, you know, like, yeah, we're so glad to be here because you know what? I feel like I have a support center, a support structure, a spiritual support structure yeah. outside my home. And, and right now, especially in this time, in this day and age, people crave that. Yeah. Families crave that. You want to you wanna make a, a man feel, uh, like, super proud, super, like, you know, like, you want to get him excited about church. You tee him up to have some wins with his family as a spiritual leader of his home. Yeah. Oh, he's locked in. Yeah. He's locked yeah. in. Yeah. You know? And, and to surround them with people that, that they treat as family because you get to learn from everybody else and their experiences. That's the whole thing. Like when you look at Acts— they all came together and they came together in a home. Yeah. In a yeah. home. Yeah. 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 So that's what you want to create that environment that feels like a home, the church family. And, and, and that attracts families. Amen. Amen. Well, give us some practical steps um, that a pastor can take sure. to move a church. Uh, in that type of um, uh, that type of ministry, move them forward into that type of ministry. Sure, I, I think the great thing is e- even if you don't have a children's ministry, there's a great way that you can even start something like that or start you. You can do simple, simple little uh, events that let the community know that you're specifically for kids, for families. We would do that often, especially as a church revitalization or as a church plant. We would do different things where we would go to the local park and it would be a great opportunity for us to take our existing congregation and get them active in the community, get mm-hmm. them pouring out, getting that being that that ambassador of Christ into our local community. We would do just simple events where it could be something as simple on a Saturday as we would do something. Uh, we called it uh, the Aqua Olympics, and it was basically like just um, two hours of fun using water, you know, um, you know, water, water guns and sprinklers and different things like that. Yeah. And it was a great opportunity for, for families to come out in the community, meet the church family, have conversations in a very relaxed setting. Yeah. You know, 
you know, where they're automatically coming in and okay, you know, because everybody knows what it's like sometimes when you walk into a church and it's your first time at church, you could feel a little bit, uh, yeah. you know, nervous or a little bit awkward out of place, but like maybe you run into somebody at the park, it's really easy for you to have those conversations. Oh, well, this isn't, this is nothing what I thought the church was. This is nothing what I thought your church was. Right. And then if you're having a, ch- a children's environment yourself where you're offering specific services on a, for a child on Sunday morning, you don't want to offer it as childcare. You always want to say it's children's ministry. It's children's ministry. That's so important. It's student ministry. And you want to provide a safe, clean environment that they feel confident in dropping their kids off with and, you know, a place that's going to teach them biblical truths, sound biblical truths in a way that a kid understands. Yeah. yeah. You know, God will always give you the resources that you need. I mean, think about it. It, it, You know, has there ever been a time and, you know, I'm sure that, you know, people listening here, you could look back and go, has there been ever a time that our God has not met our needs Yeah. Yeah. right when he needs to? Yeah. So if you're thinking, okay, like, uh, well, Lord, I, I don't know who, you know, who could lead this. Well, God, God knows who can lead it. God knows who could do it. And he will put that person in your path. Mm-hmm. It's you being intentional about it and yeah. recognizing the opportunities that God lays before you to yeah. be able to do that. Because it's not about getting it perfect or getting it like 100% correct. It's about moving forward one step at a time. It yeah. doesn't have to be a finished product right at the beginning. But here's the thing is take those small steps and it show that you're being intentional hmm. towards creating a great environment. So doing simple, simple events, creating an opportunity for kids to learn in their own environment where they learn best on Sunday mornings and providing that to, to at, at a level where parents feel completely comfortable and safe, dropping their kids off, going into the, going into the uh, adult auditorium where they're able to get fed themselves, be encouraged, be championed. And then whatever you're doing with your kids is a very simple thing is whatever you're doing with your kids, send home something that allows you to have conversations with your kids throughout the week. So we would send home what we would call a God time card and, you know, or a family time card. And this would be something is that they would be able to do maximizing the three times that they have specifically with their kids Mm -hmm. to be able to instill biblical truths and biblical lessons. It's teeing them up for a win. And it could be something that's sermon-based. So let's say you're teaching something sermon-based, you know, on faith. Well, just creating something that has three little simple topics that you could talk to your kids, whether when you're driving in the car, whether you're at mealtime, you know, when you're sitting around the dinner table, or at bedtime, where you could share different things. Okay, like you're giving, you're, you're literally teeing up opportunities for parents to have spiritual conversations with their kids wow. and doing it strategically as a church. Even if you didn't have a children's ministry, those are things that you could simply provide. Well, that is, that is a great idea because it gets the family talking about yes. uh, uh, the scripture and talking about uh, spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I tell you, we've got about five minutes left sure. and what I want you to do um Share with us uh, in these closing minutes some takeaway thoughts that if you if you had uh, three or four things to say to pastors right now mm-hmm. about um, 
this kind of ministry that would bring about renewal in their church. Uh, give us those three or four or five things right now, if you would. Well, well first off, it's, it's changing, changing your mindset on what the family is and how integral a part the family plays into church. So changing the mindset of that and understanding that it's, it's not just a supportive ministry. Like it is actually a, a, a vital, vital spoke of what you're trying to accomplish. And I would challenge parents or pastors, pastors specifically, to remember you're not just the pastor of those parents, but you are also the pastor of those children. Wow. Yeah. So they're attending your church. They are your, you know, so like, um, and I think that what a great way for you as a pastor to also not only show your love for parents, show your love to those kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because they look up to you. I, 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 pastor Jason Britt, who was at our, who was at Bethlehem church, amazing pastor. One of the things I loved about him is he would, he was always out in the lobby. He was always talking to, to families, but he was extremely approachable by kids, by, by students they loved him because yeah. he was very approachable. You know, he'd give them high fives, give them compliments. It was just, it was a great way of just, you know, just saying, you know, like, well, I'm so glad you're here. I'm here for you. And I am your pastor. Wow. And that's how he viewed it. Wow. And I, I love that. Could not say enough great things about, uh, about Bethlehem and about the, the ministry that God, God's been doing there. And that was all from a church revitalization. Bethlehem, three literally uh, it was like about 10 years ago when pastor Jason got there was running about 300 people. And now on a weekend, they run about 4,500, but they, they changed everything. And they specifically went with the model of we're going after the next generation. Amen. Amen. And we're, and we're, but we're mobilizing the church to do it. Wow. You know, it's, it's not one at the sake of the other. It's all of us together linking arms to make, make our church family stronger and better. Wow. So, I mean, I would say, you know, put, putting intentional investment, intentional effort, and then also changing your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the mindset part is, is the, uh, to me, the most complicated thing because so many people have it in their minds that the children are just, you know, they're an afterthought actually in most of our churches. And uh, one of the things, a pet peeve that I always had when I pastored was you don't uh, you don't put unqualified people trying to lead children's ministries. And uh, and uh, it was it was difficult at times to find people who had that heart. Right. The passion for it, because if they don't have a passion for it, you know, it's not going to be worth much. Well, but there's there, there's nothing more rewarding, nothing more rewarding. And in my 20 years, this is what kept me going time after time. When you see that that light go on in a child's eyes, where they not only do they understand their faith, but they've cho- chosen to own it. Yeah. In other words, like this is what I choose to believe, and that's that tees it off for you to be able to help them live it out. Wow. So, I mean, there, there's nothing more. And when you see that light go on, it is, it's the best investment you could ever make. Amen. Amen. Well, Bill, our time's gone. Ugh. I want to thank you so much for sharing with us today. And boy, this is a timely, uh, a timely message to pastors and church leaders. 
for those that are listening, uh, if you heard uh, something today that will help you lead in your local church, let us know. I need to tell your friends and your church leaders about this podcast and be sure to like our podcast and subscribe so that you'll know when we put up another one. We put them up about every two to three weeks. Um, Again, Brother Bill, thank you for being with us. It's been a joy and a pleasure to have you. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Amen. This is Dr. Steve Sell saying thanks for listening. My prayer is that something we discussed here today might help you help your churches. God bless. Thanks for joining us for Revitalize and Restart. Make sure to visit our website, www.operation-transformation.org, and subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Don't forget to join us next time, and again, thanks for listening.